Empowering the youth is perhaps one of the most critical actions our generation can take. Empowering the youth to tackle the sustainable development goals, especially in this decade of action, is more important than ever to really cultivate a strong, aware, and resilient group that is able to not only take ownership of the issues that exist, but more importantly, feel motivated enough to actually generate real measurable change. Hey everyone, I'm Rachel Bajaj on the Mission 17 podcast, where we believe that every inequality is room for opportunity. I am so excited to get into conversation on our topic today of youth involvement for the SDGs, Sustainable Development Goals. It's something I'm so passionate about and have had the opportunity to see up close in my community. So it'll be fascinating to engage in this type of discussion. I'm so honored to introduce our guest speaker for today, Mr. Damilola Balogon, who's a real trailblazer and powerful advocate of youth involvement for the SDGs. So just a little bit about him. He is a law graduate from the prestigious University of Lagos and is currently a bar part two candidate at the Nigerian Law School of Lagos. Damilola is also the co-founder and board member of the Youth Sustainability Development Conference, YSDC. And he's also the founder and president of the Zero Hunger Initiative, which is an organization that is fashioned after the second mandate of the UN SDGs, which is Zero Hunger. The initiative is focused on empowering small-scale farmers, delivering free medical services and food charity to them. Since the commencement in 2017, the organization has touched over 2,000 lives in Nigeria. In recognition of his work in in advocating for the SDGs, he was made a coordinator of the Dangote PLC Sustainability Staff Project in 2019 as well. Damilola has also had the opportunity to participate as a delegate in the National Model United Nations, New York, where he was awarded um, the outstanding position paper for his work. He's also served as a rapporteur and chair of the Economic, Social and Cultural Committee of the African Union, ELMA, in 2018 and 2019. He is a current member of the Global Forum on Food and Nutrition Security in Rome, Italy, and he was recently appointed as a global ambassador for the Impact Summit organization in Prague. Wow, so what a wealth of experience and knowledge to share. I am so excited to bring him on, so let's dive right in. Hello. Hello. Hi, Tommy. How are you? Hi, Rochelle. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm great. Thank you so much for coming live with us. Um, We're so excited to have you. No, it's my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me to come on board. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, thank you so much for coming live and being willing to share your story with our viewers. Uh, just so you're aware, Dami, this podcast is meant to serve as a catalyst or a source of inspiration for those who are interested in social impact, sustainable development, or helping the world in reducing inequalities in whatever facet that may be, um, and want to hear deeper about the issues that are happening around the world from change makers such as yourself. Uh, we have a special topic for today youth involvement in the SDGs. And our goal for this conversation is to give viewers a deeper insight into your international background uh, and really your tireless desire to empower youth in achieving those uh, UN Sustainable Development Goals, along with what routes you think are the best way to do so. How does that sound? That sounds great. (laughs) I mean, sounds awesome. So, I mean, these are things I like to discuss about. So why not? Sounds good. (laughs) Of course. Also, everyone, just whoever's listening, I think when you when you meet like-minded people, you really do get inspiration from 
from people around the world. And actually, the way that me and Dami met was uh, was through a group chat from a UN webinar that we both happened to attend. Um, and that's how we connected. And, you know, we talked more about sustainable development and our passion. So I think that it's great. And I hope that people take away um, their own little bit of inspiration from our conversation. So um, just to dive right in, I gave viewers a little bit of introduction to your background, uh, but in your own words, if you could tell me a little bit about yourself and your journey. All right, thank you very much for that. Okay, so I am Damlala Balogun. I am a Nigerian. I'm currently um, on an, I, I'm an undergrad. I'm currently in my say, part two of the Nigerian bar called to bar. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Rochelle. Yeah, I think the connection. Can you hear me? Yeah, yes, I can hear you. Can I go on now? Yes, yes. All right. Okay, so I am Damlela Balogun, and then I'm a graduate of law from the prestigious university. And I'm currently an aspirant to the Nigerian bar. So, I mean, again, interest in sustainable development, having participated in several Model United Nations and as well as youth involvement, youth conferences that push for youth involvement in sustainable development. So, I mean, um, that was uh, way back as back as like my second year in the university where I got wow. interested in sustainable development at actually made to participate as a delegate in the Lagos Model United Nation and that was a bit strange for me then because I mean I was just in my second year so as a result of that I later figured that oh there are so many social and economic inequalities around the world and especially the fact that more than half of the persons living on earth are youth so I think it's I, I said to myself that it is good and in this time to actually um put in action and then try to push other youths as well as my counterparts and every other person to get involved in sustainable development because really that is what our life really matters on. So having the background of law to this, but what I'm passionate about really is really, really, really helps in a way such that, I mean, um, there's no way you talk about sustainable development, you don't talk about policies. I mean, the sustainable development mm -hmm. of the United Nations themselves are policies. So at the end of the day, the, by the virtue of the fact that I have the background of law and then I'm able to like um, also build up advocacy, also build up my writing skills, all in line of international standards. And I mean, really that has always, that has, that's in a way is, uh, is an advantage for me. So really, um, that's really just my background. Aspiring lawyer, almost a lawyer actually and then yeah from what i've done from in sustainable development line at the national level at the regional level and then through my organizations the youth sustainability development conference and then zero initiative so that's really about my background wow yeah i mean you you have a wealth of knowledge in that area and i really especially liked what you said that um policies affect uh affect uh, sustainable development and international development as well um with that line i think 
uh, at least the youth that I've interacted with, um, it seems very far-fetched or not far-fetched, but um, it seems very distant to think about international policies because I think that youth have the mindset that, okay, how am I going to influence it? So can you touch a little bit about that and how you think um, initiatives, maybe such as the model UN or such as YSTC, if you want to talk about that, um, will be able to help youth get interested in the policy side of sustainable development? All right. Um, thank you very much for that. So, I mean, policies are like the driving force for development for every government. So, I mean, um, be it at the national government, be it the regional government, be it the international level, I mean, policies are very, very important. So, take a example now. We have the outbreak, the COVID-19 outbreak. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you find out that most countries and most governments are putting in place policies to reverberate back the environmental sector, the social sector, and the economic sector. So policies like the bedrock, or like, let me say, the mark to which um, governments are able to relate or to give, um, to actually support the major purpose for which they exist. So um, in relating it down to youth, I feel that um, specifically, we're talking about the Youth Sustainability Development Conference or the Model United Nations. I mean, you get you get the advantage. You have the you have like a view of um, youths across the world coming together to talk about certain things. At the end of the day, sustainable development issues actually pressing issues either in uh, either insecurity in the world at large, food insecurity, or whichever socio-economic inequalities in the world. At the end of the day, these youths are getting engaged such that they are becoming knowledgeable when it comes to world issues and they are giving their solutions. So these solutions are given at the end of the day, they are like policies. So therefore, at the end of the day, these youths would definitely at some point become policymakers. And by virtue of the fact that they've participated in similar conferences such as the Youth Sustainability Development Conference or Sustainable Development Conferences focused on youth involvement, and then the model UN, you find out that they are beginning to sharpening their policy-making skills, their advocacy skills, their research skills, all the skills necessary just so that we can have, um, that just so that the world can get developed as a whole and then self-development of youths. Because really, the nearest future, 2030, the agenda 2030 of the UN, is it borders more on the future of the youth. So there is no other time other than now, than to get youths involved in all of these things so that youths at the end of the day would be able to hold things firmly and then would really, really be up to the task. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really interesting. And especially what you said about uh, there's there's no better time than now. That's exactly accurate. I mean, we have 10 years and with COVID and the setbacks that COVID has made, especially disproportionately on marginalized populations a lot more uh, in you know developing places such as Africa and India and a lot of places of South America. Uh, policymakers and youth that are engaged within their local communities are more important than ever. Um, I just I just want to take a step back and ask you, how did you realize that working towards this was your purpose? And uh, how do you think along with that, um, how, how do you think connecting with other students through the YSDC model of design thinking can encourage more youth to get interested in this initiative beyond just, you know, a conference perspective and more so on a uh, more so on a regular basis? 
All right. Okay. So, um, first of all, so how I discovered this was my passion or something I, I, I'm passionate about. Let me say that. Okay. So, um, really, um, naturally for me, one thing I've always liked was to serve humanity. I mean, I was talking to a friend at some point, so, um, he was telling me about certain religion and stuff. And I was like, no, I wouldn't do this. Even, even if my religion says I shouldn't. I would always try to strike balance with humanity. So, I mean, for me, one core thing that I have always prioritized all the day of my life always been humanity, humanity, humanity. So, I mean, at the end of the day, being that as what I have always wanted, at the end of the day, so I figured that, okay, I want to be a lawyer. At the end of the day, how can I try to link up being a lawyer with um, serving humanity? I mean, I, I studied law because I've always wanted to help people as well. Because, I mean, I remember as a kid watching get to prisons here and then seeing innocent persons just being locked up for offenses or offenses that they didn't commit or offenses that they, 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 or they are still awaiting trial. So, I mean, all of those things always get into me. So, I felt, okay, that is an aspect. So, moving on, moving further as we go in. For, and then by virtue of the fact that I have also participated in all these conferences I, sta- I stated earlier on. So I felt, okay, it was really going to be nice to put in my skill and then network with persons across the world and then try to see how we can then help humanity. Really, that has always been my passion, really. So my 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 basis, really, for my mindset has always been to assist humanity. And that's to link up what I'm doing now with helping the with helping humanity as a whole. So I mean, why is this the why is this the Youth Sustainability Development Conference, which I co-founded really as 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 was was actually the first of its kind in the West Africa region. Um so really what we get to do is to educate you about sustainable development goals. I mean you could actually find out that you go to certain schools. We went to certain secondary schools or high schools and you discover that not many of these students even know, actually no student as at that point knew the full meaning of SDGs. So not not talking about... Isn't that shocking to you as well? Like how, you know, these are such huge issues. I've noticed that within my community as well. People, you know, there's rarely people who actually know what the goals are and what the model is to achieve it and things like that. I don't know, that... That just always shocks me that, you know, how can we even make change if people are not even aware of the change that needs to be right. made in a sense? Yes, because really it is sad because at that point you don't even know SDGs. Then, I'm, then most likely, definitely, you don't know the models and you don't know the purpose of which these goals exist. So the point was <laughs> at that point I discovered, okay, yeah, this is what we have to do. We have to train this in this line and then make them understand that life is actually beyond your mathematics, your English language, your integrated mm-hmm. science, your social studies. Those are core courses you have to know. Fine, the secondary school is doing that for you already. But we would come as a whole, would actually give the necessary skills you're going to get that you'll probably not be taught in school. So the plan, we then started planning, we brought about different students from different secondary schools. We kept them in the hall for two days. I mean, the first day, they had to like relate with one another, start to think about world issues, start to think about how they can, in their own way, give 
solutions to pressing sustainable development issues. So it was at that point that you, I, I was a bit um, almost um, fulfilled that, yes, I, I am actually going in that line because, I mean, I saw um, a particular student arguing with another student that, no, this idea doesn't work. That was on the second day towards the end of the conference because the plan is that, I mean, once you have your idea, you try to meet up with other persons in your committee, you, you discuss, and once you discuss, you give you you actually convince other members to like, okay, this is the idea, this is how it works, this is the plan. I mean, something actually a practicable idea, really. That has always been what the plan is. So really, I mean, some students argued, okay, this doesn't work because it's this, this works, this works better. So, I mean, it was quite fulfilling seeing the students mm -hmm. work collaboratively to actually have a solution to present sustainable development issues. So, I mean, that's the first stage of the project, which is educating the youth about sustainable development. The next part in which we want to come in is the implementation stage. So we just don't want the discussions to end on papers. This is on like a model United Nations that, are, that, are, that they are formed in form of resolutions, which are otherwise known as policies. So we, you know, we, we actually want to give life to all of these ideas. So what we're planning to do with the Pan-African edition really is to like make sure that ideas that come out of the conference are being implemented either by the private sector or the private sector in partnership with the public sector, just to make sure that these ideas actually work out hand. Definitely that way we know we are promoting inclusive growth, really. Mm -hmm. and, that's, and, that, and, that's, and that's what is key because a lot, of this, a lot of these young persons really would be proud. Okay, I, for example, would be proud of um, being able to take idea and seeing that idea actually in... Come to uh, life. Yeah, come to life, really. So, I mean, there's nothing more fulfilling than that. I mean, that's another way of making me feel like, okay, I can always think, think, think. I mean, I can always get the best of myself and gi giving the best of myself, the society is getting the best as of, of, of which it's supposed to get. So I just, I just feel like there's so much we can do and there's so much we can do. I mean, a lot of persons, have, like I always say, this is 10 years to the goal. I mean, they, we have about 10 years, not even up to 10 years again, because really, <laughs> we have um, six months gone already. So we say we have... Like, yeah nine years and six months so it's enough of the discussion everyone knows about this goal it is decade of action not decade of discussion any longer so really that's that's been the journey how's i i i, I hope i was able to answer that question i'm not sure, i'm not sure i remember the second no no very very interesting and i i especially like uh you know decade of action and the role of the private sector um and the youth combining i think that's something that's lacking uh yeah. generally you know it's until you get to say you know you get to college or you get to beyond and maybe when once you get into the private sector you're able to formulate change but i think it's very powerful now uh to combine youth into that effort because we have to recognize that the youth are the future you know in 10 years they are going to be the ones that are leading this initiative and bearing the brunt of this initiative so they should be involved and take ownership from the start and i think that the ystc model is is encouraging that across all facets and I know the vision of it is to, you know, one day expand, you know, past Africa and go throughout the world and have this design thinking model in more areas. Um, and if you could just talk for a second about how youth can register for this year's conference, that's virtual. 
art. Okay, so um, the link is actually available on WhatsApp, and then you can also reach out to Mission Seventeen to share the link. Follow us on our social media at YSDC underscore official at YSDC underscore official on Twitter and visit our website www.ysdc.org.ng you'll find necessary details as registration is and then i'll encourage every youth from every part of the world to register because i mean um it's it's actually a first i mean it's little to which we can do now because everyone is at home so i mean we're mm-hmm. just trying to make sure that at least as every youth we try to maximize this season get the best of this season get to know, get to relate with other persons from different parts of the world so you actually know what every other part of the world is feeling. So that way you are becoming a conscious um, a conscious leader because at the end of the day, a leader is not just someone who cares about or who knows just what happens within his own territory, but I mean, the ability to care about other persons and put their wants or their needs first. So mm-hmm. really, that's just what I have to say about that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I encourage every youth who is listening to this to please register for the conference. I'll be putting uh, the information uh, in this and then also my Mission 17 account um, to encourage everyone to follow. But uh, that's that's extremely important and a great opportunity to really form a community with other like minded youth from across the world who who can tell you about what's happening in their part of the area so you can understand. And that's what humanity is all about, really. I mean, I think that we have to progress now as a society from thinking I'm just a citizen of this country to thinking that, OK, I'm a citizen of this world. You know, the issue halfway across the world is also an issue that my brother, my sister is facing. So I have to do something about it. And that's the type of collaboration we need if there's any hope to even achieve these goals what do you think yeah yeah that, that's it i mean everyone, everyone becoming conscious global citizen it's 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 not just that you're a citizen of a country again i mean the world it is our own place i mean there's no other planets there's no planet b this is this so i mean if, if something happens to add them to mr a and mr a lives in um Poland and Mr. C lives in Cameroon. B lives in Nigeria. I mean, if Mr. If Mr. A, for example, constantly keeps polluting the air, at the end of the day, it's it's everybody. It's just gonna affect the whole planet. So one way or the other, we're responsible for all of the actions. So I mean, it's going to be very good and nice for us to speak in one voice. And then I know to an extent we always be united, but I mean, largely, it's a really long way if we can really speak in one voice and fight for this sustainable development achievement, largely, because, I mean, it, I mean, the, the entire 17 goals and all of these 17 goals touches on our life, on our lives, indirectly or directly. I mean, poverty, you're talking of, um, you're talking of, for example, you're talking about sustainable cities, um, community. Okay, let me let me give an example. Okay, so there was something I read, and then I discovered that, okay, um, there was a particular cinema at a part in the United States. So in that particular location, they discovered that that cinema was always it was always crowded. So people are always going there. The people are always going there, and as a result of that, there was always serious traffic hold up, and then um, people usually don't get home early at the end of the day. 
when they get mm-hmm. home late, they get tired, they're unable to do the next thing they're supposed to do. So like they fig- that was they figured that okay, what would be the implication of removing this cinema and then taking it somewhere else? Okay. So when they did that, they discovered that the old up actually wasn't as serious as it used to be. I mean everyone was now able to pass free every day. People got home early and then people were to like do other certain things i mean that's just the issue of sustainable cities and community which is the goal 11 of the united nations and then see how it's linked goal three which is good health and well-being because your ability to get home early and rest enough for the next day tells on your health so all of these goals are interrelated if we look at them carefully so at the end of the day mm-hmm. we have to like speak in one voice and ensure that we actually to an extent extent let me see achieve the Mm. development goals really for sure for sure and i think the interconnectedness is both its strength and its weakness right it makes the issue that much more massive but i think also if done in the right way that much easier to solve now i just i just want to go back a little bit um into your personal experience and i've talked a little bit before about your zero hunger initiative but i just want to know what was your catalyst for even starting such a project and how old were you kind of what uh what inspired you to even start in and how do you think your experiences from leading that helped change you and uh caused you to work even harder as a sustainable development advocate okay so um actually before the youth before i before i um, established the youth sustainability sustainability development conference I had the Zero Guy Initiative Nigeria. So that was the first one I that I started. So basically that that's with that. Okay. Um personally I felt okay, we have seventeen goals of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. We have seventeen goals really. So I felt okay, which would I be able to do in my own little way? So I told you earlier I mentioned earlier that um I I actually get interested in this of participating in so i was able to say okay there's a need for youths to participate in this so as a result of that i decided to look up the goals and i said okay i was going to pick up one and then start something so that was like 2017 2017 so before i started the zero initiative i volunteered with several organizations i mean the international climate change development initiative i volunteered for the climate movement i volunteered for um african cleanup initiative i volunteered for the nigerian child initiative so these are non-volunteer non-governmental organization focused on um trying to push for the implementation and education of the sustainable development goals so over time i was able to learn as a result of being a volunteer for all of this organization i was able to learn and then i said okay as a youth i want to start something i want to push something so i reached out to mm-hmm. certain certain numbers of my friends and then mm-hmm. so agreed and then so we came on board and then we did this so the first one was to like first i carefully researched on it so it was from my research i was able to understand that when you're talking of no zero hunger you're talking of malnutrition you're talking of um um uh food insecurity you're talking of um sp- supporting small scale farmers you're talking of um generally food charity and then really the plan was now okay we do each um each of these aspects every year 
So the first year we did a full charity event. We went somewhere as students for, for the less privileged. We decided, okay, we give them food. We were able to just like do the little we could do. It was quite fulfilling, even if it was not something that um, we always could do every day. And then in a way, it was not really sustainable. So we thought of another way to make sure that, okay, we get to make things better. So, I mean, it's a process. Actually a process. So mm-hmm. if you get it wrong today, you might always you there's a chance to always do better next time so i mean it is it's it, i wouldn't even say it was totally wrong but it was just that we were willing to help and then we decided to like start that little way so we discovered that okay there are certain farmers our back that we support small scale farmers such that we provide them with free seeds and we provide them with some farming tools so i and my teammates as well with some volunteers we got out of we saved up and then we told ourselves, okay, we're going to do this. And then we, in conjunction with the Lagos State Ministry of Agriculture, so we had an event where farmers came and then we distributed seeds and then planted it. Some of them that could not afford seeds, some of them that could not afford farming tools, we actually provided that, provided that for them because all of those things are based on our own research. They have directly on achieving zero hunger by 2030. So no matter how minute that was, we just knew that we were going to assist in our only two way we could. So we did that. And the order in the, I mean, like four, six months time, we actually hosted um, a particular um, outreach in a community, which was to educate people about proper dieting, malnutrition, the effect of malnutrition, and then ensure they eat well really and then we actually conducted free medical checkups for this set of persons so this was done in conjunction with a community-based um, organization known as mushin to the world so the community we went to is mushin so i mean it was done together with a couple of some of my friends who are also in the medical field who could actually come render the services so they actually up test all these persons some of these persons that could not even afford um, some medical services and they were able to tell okay this was the situation or this is the stage as to which their health is and this that so at the end of the day you find out that in a way they were getting aware in a way we told them that okay you, you, you just don't have you just don't have to eat bread rice and um, this uh, every day so you can always mix it up with fruits just make sure you eat well at the end of the day it's not of what you eat really so at the end of the day so that was that that was we started pushing for their hunger initiative so along the line i discovered that okay it's, it's also going to be nice to educate you about sustainable development and then make them use make them actually apply their critical thinking ability to bring up solutions to this pressing sustainable development issue and that's what led to the youth sustainability development conference so yeah as the wrong zero hunger is going on its own we have the youth sustainability development conference engaging youth challenging youth and making sure that they are actually pushing their critical thinking ability to ensure that they provide solutions to pressing sustainable development issues because at the end of the day like i said earlier youth we are the future leaders. So, I mean, all of this is just to get us ready and aware that, okay, yes, something is really coming and we have to really, really be ready. So all of these things for me added up to the fact that, okay, 
um, over time, I've been doing this, I've been doing this. And then I just find myself, there's, there's a saying that says that um, um, if something keeps reoccurring in your life, that means it might just be a part you're meant to follow. So I mean, that has been, mm-hmm. wow. I mean, that has been that part for me, seeing that, okay, maybe this is just supposed to do. And then every time it's like, keep going well, and I'm happy for the outcome so far. And then I'm in random, some persons randomly will just walk up to me, oh, you know, you you motivate me, you inspire me. Like, I'm like, oh, I was, oh, wow. I was at this place. I was like, oh, man, I can't even remember. But I mean, those sort of things at the end of it, it makes me feel good. And then it's more like the fuel which I keep moving. I keep moving. And so on a daily basis, persons to reach out to me, young persons, okay, tell me that, okay, they want me to mentor them, do this. But at the end of the day, Oh, it's not it's uh, news like that makes me happy and requests like that make me happy because i know at the end of the day um i'm i'm, I'm actually making an impact so really i'm happy i'm making an impact and i'm not willing and ready to stop anytime soon until the world is a better place at large i'm so happy to hear that and i think i mean i personally get so inspired every time i hear your story and i hear you talk because you know, it's it's that desire that once you felt fulfilled the first time, you know, you took that step with your friends and you took the plunge to start your zero hunger initiative because you saw a need for it. And then once you saw, you know, the impact that that made, it just fuels you even more uh, to do something bigger and bigger and bigger, eventually to the point where, you know, real drastic change is made. And I think that that, that can serve as a catalyst for any youth who are thinking of starting some sort of initiative in their community for at whatever level they start, you know, the, I think the main point is to just start, you know, you just start something and then you see the fruits of it later, um, which I think is amazing. So thank you for sharing that story. Um, I hope that people get their inspiration that they need from this. Uh, Lastly, just to, uh, just to wrap up our conversation here. um, What do you think the biggest strengths are of youth that want to get involved or, you know, want to mobilize their communities, any specific resources you recommend to get, started and along with that what barriers or impediments do you think they'll face or they'll have to overcome to achieve this okay so um really as napoleon you said i mean he said you just don't have an idea and then you have an idea that really sounds good but at the end of the day the desire together with your idea makes it success so really if you have an idea on how to develop your community even if it's just your streets even if it's just your clothes even if just something just start so take for example if Mm -hmm. i am doing something and um rochelle is also doing something somebody else is also doing something i mean that's the only way we can because really there's no way one person can do everything so at the end of the day just start start something you have that idea, start to do it, start to do it, start to do it. After you've carefully researched and you this is what I want to do. Just start making preparation on how to implement. Really, that's key. So at the end of the day, you would definitely for, come across temporary, um, what I call temporary failures. So like, I mean, you might not be, you might not have enough finance start but i mean just do the little you can do with the ones you have i mean you might not have enough persons willing to come on board because you're not big yet and then many persons still are looking for companies or organizations that pay them whichever we just try to find your way out of this and make sure you start something because really 
to be to be honest and from experience i'm saying it's not it's not easy it is definitely not mm-hmm. easy but i mean what should always be at the back of your mind really is that that picture of 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 that picture of what you've desired of what you've always wanted you always be your source of motivation so if for example i emphasize that um every youth is well informed about sustainable development every youth is actually keeping in line with um the um is, is keeping in line with the all we all principles of the united nations sustainable development goals and one way or the other youths are actually championing um the united nations sustainable development i mean if that's the picture i have and then i am working 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 now i would not stop on i see that that picture has actually come into reality so i mean Yes, mm-hmm. and this works in every do. I mean, if it's an exam you want to write, you should always have at the back of your picture, at the back of your mind that grade you've always wanted to get. That should always be your source of energy, and that should always be what motivates you. And then at the end of the day, once you're able to achieve that, I mean, it's it's, it's going to be a very very fulfilling one for you. So really, that's just what I have to say personally. In in respect of any every, any. Um, temporary defeats or impediments you might face. I mean, it's normal. So you just have to like know how to like um, overcome it and then focus on what you've always wanted to do and that big picture in your mind. At the end of the day, you achieve it and definitely you're going to be proud of yourself and the world will be proud of you too. I love that. I love that. You know, the the main thing is just get started and just keep on going. Keep that vision in your mind and don't stop until you see that vision come to a reality. Thank you so much for yeah, that. Thank you. You're welcome, Michelle. Of course, yes. Um, I'm just going to wrap it up now. Uh, everyone, please go follow YSDC uh, underscore official on Instagram. I will be linking it. Um, and please remember to register for the conference. Um, I'm going to be registering. I think it will be a fabulous experience to connect with other like-minded people if, you know, you're struggling to find that community. Um, but along with that, Dami, thank you so much for coming and thank you for sharing your story. Um, and I'm excited to see the the change that you and you know your fellow peers are able to bring yeah, thank you very much Rochelle for having me thank you very much again for everyone for taking out their time to listen to me and definitely we will be working until we have a better world perfect perfect all right thank you Dami see you later yeah. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We really hope you enjoyed it. Stay tuned for future episodes on a deep dive into the humanitarian crisis in Yemen and also disaster relief and aid for developing countries, among many other SDG topics. See you next time.